This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast hosted by yours truly, Tyler Barth, all the way from Blue Studios out in Westlake Village, California, where we invite our favorite artists to come out and co-host the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with today's special guests. This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast out here from the House of Rock in Santa Monica, California. I'm your host, Tyler Barth, with my co-host, DeLuca. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? Hi. Good afternoon. Joining us all the way from the UK. Indeed. A new home, though, in LA. Yeah. Yeah, we've relocated. Mm-hmm. Relocated. Yeah. Relocated, I love that. yeah. I love that, that you've relocated. We've actually relocated from New York, which is even stranger. <laughs> so, so uh, okay, before we even tell the DeLuca story, let's, let's get this straight. So, Birmingham. Yep. And then to New York, mm-hmm. New York to LA. That's right. That's right. That's done. And how long have we been in LA? Um, since November. Yeah. This is our cold months. How does it feel compared to Birmingham? And this ain't cold, pal. <laughs> 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 no, this is a uh, pretty. It's pretty sweet. Actually. It's pretty sweet. I mean, yesterday I was wearing a t-shirt and catching some rays on a little hike, which is very un-Birmingham of me. <laughs> but, um, it was great. It's snowing in Birmingham right now. There you go. Mm-hmm. So we're chasing the sun next year. We're going to Hawaii, so oh, there you go. Going further and further west. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I think it rains more in Hawaii than here. All right, we'll stay near. Then. So stay here. <laughs> I'm, I'm stay encouraging here. you. Stay here. We'll we'll open up the House of Rock for you. How's nice. that sound? Yeah, I've got my own the room downstairs. Actually, I'll be, yeah, I brought my yeah. bag. I'm staying. <laughs> Pick my room. Well, I will say this, you know, we had the pleasure of hosting you guys last week and uh, the session went so well that we, I think, went till midnight almost. Uh, I think and, we did, yeah. Uh, we wrong. Something like that. Yeah. And so we decided to not do the podcast that same evening, but to come back out a week later and digest what we had recorded. And it sounds amazing. Yeah, oh. it sounded really good. Yeah, Thank you. good. So for all of our podcast listeners tuning in, uh, you're in for a treat. DeLuca recorded two great tracks here. And uh, then we're going to go into a couple other tracks that they've recorded previous um, and promote those. And then we'll roll into a show and tell on, you know, I've asked them to pick a, a song that they want to discuss in the podcast. It's, it's an open part of the podcast where it allows you guys to talk about something that you dig, that you've heard. Um, but let's circle back. Where did you all meet and how did this whole group come together? Who wants to take that? And actually, before you take that, Whoever decides to take it, introduce everyone in the group. Uh, okay. Um, shall I take it? Yeah, take oh, it. Right okay. You can take it. Bigger um, card. So there's Robbie, who plays bass. Indeed. Stevie J. Palmer, who plays the drums. I'm Eliana Chenti. I sing and play guitar. And this is Chris Kovacs, who plays guitar. Hi. Hi and I you guys know. are DeLuca. Yeah. So it all began where? Um, it began in Birmingham at the Jug of Ale, which is basically a pub in Birmingham, which doesn't exist anymore, but it was kind of a place where we all grew up going to watch bands, playing in other bands, drinking underage, then drinking of age, you know, <laughs> just generally growing up and getting in, into some mischief. Yeah, it's a shame that it's not open anymore. It's like such a, like it was such a hotbed for like you know new bands coming up and and it was always on the the, the 
it was always on touring bands like locations to to play and I mean we were talking about Kasabian earlier I, I saw a unknown Kasabian play to like a full room there wow yeah they were on a joint headline tour with Shikinki Shikinki yeah and I think they were on first and like wherever they went on to after that they would have headlined etc so you know I think it was a great show Oasis went through there mm -hmm. Blur, Blur went through there all so. of like the Britpop era bands. Then of course Deluca. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'll just vouch for you guys having gotten to see you play uh at Lollapalooza this past year, which is where we met. Um it's pretty sexy watching you guys. I mean that for men and women. See you guys rock the stage and, you know, of course do it the Brit way mm -hmm. in the U.S. Cool. and and have it work for you. So it was it was an honor to see you out there, and uh, it's awesome to have you here at the House of Rock. Cool, thanks Good for having us. Yeah. And I'm happy that we turned you on. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. I mean, I have to say it was definitely Ellie commanding the uh, the attention of me and my comrades. But <laughs> all right, so for all who enjoy live music and are based in the L.A. area or are willing to drive to L.A., we have a show coming up on the 27th at the yeah. Satellite which is in Silver Lake. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a Mohic uh, radio presents show, so it's going to be good. Phenomenal. And you yeah. guys have been getting some uh, radio play over there? Yeah. 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 Support. TK is really supportive of us. So. He's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. He, really he's also been to Blue Microphones. A really bizarre coincidence. Um, I'd heard a lot about the satellite or Spaceland, as it was called, and uh, I went in there the other d day for like literally the first time. Okay. Straight away, I thought, "Oh, this is such a great venue." And then I just was like, "I know this song," and then I realised that they were playing our song. Like the very minute that I walked through the doors, like this nice. is insane. But I love it. <laughs> yeah. Straight away, I was like, "I love this venue. I'm going to move in and stay here for the rest of my life." It was an entrance song. That's all you yeah, come in. That's all we come in, and they just thought, "Put the song on." Found ahead. What track was it? Uh, Stranger, Stranger Than Fiction. Fiction. Phenomenal. And we'll be highlighting that later on in the podcast. Yeah, cool. All right, so without further ado, you guys came out here and gave us two amazing tracks last week. And uh, the first track was Born From A Broken Heart. Where was that song originally written? Um, Born From A Broken Heart was written in New York. It's written in, in an apartment in Brooklyn. Yeah. I think it was your apartment and then finished off in mine. Mm-hmm. So, so we, it's the dynamic. Yeah, it's the way we roll. <laughs> and we're all four of you living in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. So we're all living on top of each other for a short while, but they got a bit. They got a bit messy for Ellie. So oh god, <laughs> <laughs> gross. It wasn't so much an apartment <laughs> as, as a bedroom. Anyway, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. It was very intimate. It was very. It was an intimate too setting intimate for a while. Yeah. Then you found your own places, or did yes. some of you live together? Or all four of you actually lived in different spots in Brooklyn? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. And now you've made, obviously, the move to L.A., and you're based in Koreatown. Is that home? Yeah. Mm -hmm. East, East Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, around that area. We Very can, nice. We can see the Hollywood sign. Yeah, exactly. And so it is Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. But there is Koreatown near there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have great karaoke bars there if you haven't gone. And Korean barbecue. And Korean barbecue, a lot of Korean barbecue. Mm -hmm. nice. Seems like every corner actually has mm -hmm. Korean barbecue. Um, all right, so Born from a Broken Heart by DeLuca from the House of Rock. Here you have it. <laughs> In her car, she wants more. She'll give you everything. 
taking chances Watching a fool apart But she just keeps on dancing up a hurricane That is an example of rocking the house of rock. Some good energy in that song. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, it's hopefully going to be available for download if you guys give us the thumbs up. We'll figure out a way to co-promote it with you, or we can do it through a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems to be a theme with you guys. This may be a good opportunity to plug um, social media. Obviously, you guys can go to deluka.com. That's D-E-L-U-K-A.com. But uh, on YouTube... That's how you've been promoting a lot of these tracks that are available for download. So, well, yeah, we um, when we when we'd been away writing for like a year, we recorded these tracks with Dan the Automator. Um, seems to be a Kasabian theme to this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Who'd produced, you know, Gorillas, uh, Kasabian, and um, we went up to San Francisco and like did five tracks with him and. We gave those away to our fans, you know, because even though we hadn't been releasing or really touring, we'd still maintain this, like, interaction with our fan base, and, like, it hadn't really gone away. So as a thank you, it was like, well, let's, you know, let's just give them away. Mm. Let's give, well, we, we gave three of them away, didn't mm-hmm. we? Well, we kind of felt as well, didn't we, that in order to actually release the tracks, we're looking at the, the whole setup of the tracks, the release, and we're looking at another three, four months and like lead time, lead just time, like, just, very very just give them out. Yeah, and you know we <laughs> want to keep things moving <laughs> forward. Can download them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So go to YouTube um, and plug in Deluca official. Yeah. Then, so to circle yeah. back round, if the if you find the track like Stranger Than Fiction, Never Alone, um, Fear Like That, in the description on YouTube is a link to the various blog sites which we uh, premiered those tracks on. So you'll be able to download it for free. So you go on a little wild goose chase, but the payoff is you get a free track. Exactly. It sounds very fair. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very big payoff. You know, follow follow the breadcrumbs. And (laughs) And reach a sandwich. And (laughs) try and piece together the sandwich that is DeLuca. All right. So you also recorded um, an album that you released a little while back. Yeah. That's That's available on iTunes, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You Are the Night. You Are the Night. And uh, I encourage everybody to go there. Download it. It's if it's an indication of what I saw live at Lollapalooza, I can assure you that there will be a lot of energy in these tracks. It'll be phenomenal. So go to iTunes, go to D E L U K A, and download the album. Um, another track we did here at the House of Rock is a track called Never Alone. Ellie, why don't you take that one? Where was that, where was that one born? Um, Never Alone. I partly wrote it when we were on the road. Um, and then I think we finished it off in Brooklyn again, didn't we? Yeah, I think that's right for that one. 
Yeah. Is that typically when you guys are writing songs? It does <clears> it usually start you with, with Ellie? Um, no, I mean, it's kind of like a bit of back and forth between Chris and I. Chris and I does like the production side and I write the melody and the lyrics. So I was sort of piecing that together whilst we were on the road and Chris is always like working on like the tracks basically. And yeah, then we, we come together and... We either sort of do... Like, I either have been working on tracks like late into the night and then show Ellie the next day what I was working on or she might like be present in the room and hear, you know, it from the beat upwards being programmed and, you know, she'll be surrounded by like 20 notebooks with all these lyrical ideas and things and, you know, we just sort of see what fits and that's always been the, the system. Cool. Yeah. Well, without further ado, tracked live from <coughs> the House of Rock, the song... Never Alone by DeLuca. I 
<laughs> Whoa. We are back. Plenty <laughs> hell. All right. So I have a question. Uh, when you guys have now been around the United States, what is one of the strangest things you've seen on tour? I know no. it's a very vague question, <laughs> but I always, en- I always enjoy hearing somebody from outside of the U.S. what is very off-the-wall strange and typically you would witness while you're touring, oh. driving across the highways, mm. fast food, size of people, whatever it may be. Uh, well, we have been all around yeah. this country. I think. Um, Maybe the yeah. strangest venue that you've played strangest on Strangest venue is an easy one. We were actually talking about this. I don't on, know the way on the way here. On the way to Blue, we, <laughs> we were talking about a show we did in uh, New Mexico. And like, you know, we've, we've just got like this, you know, tour book and we're following the directions and looking for the venue and we could not find this venue. And we like pulled into this like strip mall and there's like no venue. And like we kind of phone our manager and... and He's like, no, it's definitely there. It's definitely there. So <laughs> we pull up at a jewellery shop and that was the venue. That was the venue. And you know what? It was, it was pretty good. It, it was, was a, pretty punk rock. Right, so it, it turned was, out it that... It was a ghetto show, but... It, it was, was a real ghetto rock. show. There was, like... Basically, this girl who was about 16 years old puts on... There's like There was nothing to do in this town. And so she'd somehow booked us to play her jewellery shop come makeshift, I don't know, club... At night, youth club, youth club. I would say you got to think fair play though, because yeah. like oh, I think there's like nothing going on, and she's like, right, well, I've obviously got access to maybe like a mom's shop or something, and clears everything out of the way. There's like no PA. Ellie's singing through a, a guitar, a guitar amp, distorted nice. vocals, and we just like totally punk rocked it. And you know what? Those kids rocked out. They were like I really was so up into for it. it. A rider was sweets. Remember the girl was sixteen. By sweets we mean candy. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. that's right. Now a rider was sweet. Because it was candy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's like I'm talking like candy necklaces and bracelets and like, and uh, you know we had a good time. It was like not what we were expecting, but you know sometimes the best things come out of those sort of circumstances. Yeah, and that's yeah. a great age group to to really hit. Oh yeah, I mean they were totally into it, weren't they? Yeah, I don't think there was a venue in no. that town. No. <laughs> that's why we couldn't find it. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> fantastic. That's a great. I'm gonna ask this. I can't even talk. I'm gonna have to ask people more often about that question because it is funny nowadays. You never sometimes know what you're walking into. You can't even find sometimes the venue online. Mm-hmm. It's totally an underground thing. Unless oh, this was un- this was underground. Yeah. You're like driving a day and a half to get to this place, <laughs> and uh, yeah. No, we actually dro- drove from Kansas via Colorado to get to that yeah. show. It was quite a long, long drive. And did you guys decide to stay in New Mexico after the show, or did you sort of make your way? No, man, we hit the, the road. We hit the road. That's the way we roll. Yeah, in and out. I think the worst. Well, that's not even the worst. The longest drive we did was um, was New York to Austin in one go. We just decided to do it. Who typically drives? Uh, the three of us. Yeah. I think Robbie and Steve probably drive the most. And Ellie, you sort of just... I can't drive. Okay, Which is there shameful to admit, but I can't. Yeah. yeah. One day. One day. Now that you're in LA. Exactly. And it's, it's time, time to, to get my act together. Yeah. Ellie's on visuals when we're driving. Just keep it okay. <laughs> I'm starting to think that we had like diplomatic songs. immunity or something because we got pulled over like seven times yeah. on that tour. What? I think they take one look at the like English passport and they're like, 
that's too much paperwork. I'm just going to, you know, wag we, my we finger did, at them. We which did is the whole some very ex- extremely good excuses. I told him we were a Christian band. <laughs> and he let me off. Okay. okay. So All right. So, so of the seven times <laughs> you've been pulled over already in the United States, what was the most memorable of the seven? Uh, I think Steve's uh, get out, <laughs> get out clause is yeah, his line. I think I can't remember. It was either in Utah or Colorado, and we'd we'd been pulled over a few times because we we had we're from England. We had uh, a New Jersey plate. We were living in New York, and we were all over the state so it was just such a complication for the cops and uh, the one guy was to take a look at us he took a look at the plates and where we're from and he he just sort of said to us he said um so what is your sort of band statement then what's the message you're trying to spread and i was just flummoxed by i just didn't know did not (laughs) know what to say (laughs) i was like why are you asking me this so i just the first two words that come into my head i was like we're just here for fun and good times (laughs) And he just oh. gave me the nod and just said, as you were. It's because you were so polite in English that you couldn't resist the charm. <laughs> so the fun and good times is not a bad motto. Fun and yeah. good times. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, absolutely. I yeah, only so wish that, that I was not a cop. <laughs> and I could also say for what I do, my mission statement. He said a mission statement? Or just like a... It was something along yeah, the lines. It was, like, what, what it was is, a bit weird. What do you stand for? Yeah, it was what's, what's the what was the message? What's your trying band's message? message? trying to get at that. What's the message you're bringing to people when you've accidentally gone over the speed limit? You <laughs> know, like, this is not the way you should portray yourself. So, what are you really trying to bring? <laughs> there we go. Expecting us, us to, mm-hmm. expecting us to say something like, you know, <laughs> safety and things like that. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I think exactly. he just wanted to jump in and come with us at that point. He yeah. gave us his card, that guy. <laughs> I was Wait, clearing some even stuff out. Do police have cards? Card. <laughs> yeah, they do. Mm. So, how many miles over the speed limit were you going? Just two. Oh, oh come two. on. Yeah, just two. We, we, we get confused because we have different speed limits. Yeah, we used to kilometres, honestly. Yeah. yeah, it's confusing. confusing. <laughs> I actually used that excuse once, even though kilometres is a lot less than miles per hour, so it wouldn't make sense at all. But I used mm. that excuse and it worked. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's our metric system here in the States, right? Um, All right. So let's segue into Stranger Than Fiction. This is a track that uh, is available. Searching it down on the crumb crumb scenario that we have. Yeah. If you you can solve three riddles, you (laughs) you end up getting this one. All right. Who wants to talk about that one? Uh, I'll talk about Stranger Than Fiction was... I think like that was a track where I just wanted to throw everything that I've ever wanted to put on a track. And uh, to be honest, I think Dan the Automator peeled a lot of that back up. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for the better, but I just wanted like, I wanted this like wall of sound. I wanted it to be, you know, sort of almost that kind of Phil Spector too big for the speakers sort of thing. I wanted a Mellotron, I wanted strings, I wanted l- doubles of all those things. and and. You know, I, I think what working with Dan sort of also taught us is that you can get that size. <laughs> Who's starving? <laughs> Who is so hungry that their stomach is interjecting into this I story? I think it's a cross between me and... Uh, uh, both me, uh, yeah. Was that a harmony? <laughs> harmony stomach harmony <laughs> is the new sound. Uh, for all of our listeners who may not have heard that, it was one of the loudest rumble. stomach sounds yeah. ever. In fact, because that could be the only thing that's missing from Stranger Than Fiction. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, we could, if we could add that in somewhere. If we can do an overdub of that stomach sound. good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sample it and we'll put it on another track you guys come out yeah. here to record. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, we'll just keep coming every week until, <laughs> until you get bored of us. <laughs> we'll co-host this thing. Uh, let's say so. Yeah, we're working with Dan. Uh, one of the things he taught me is you can get that size. Actually, you know, with, it doesn't mean that you have to pile a wall of sound on. It, you know, you don't need twenty instruments doing the same thing to get the size. And uh, it's that sort of. It's like you know, it's the old adage that less is more. And we did get that. But my early demos of that were like just these huge sort of layers of tracks. But um, and that's that. We still ended up with that that size, even though we didn't use like a lot of the strings and a lot of the Mellotron samples and stuff. But it was just one of these tracks where we wanted to be, it, we wanted like an aggression and, uh, well, it's kind of like delicate at the start, wouldn't you say? It's like... Yeah, I mean, it's got that. Well, it's, it still sounds epic, even it's at got the beginning. It's got epic yet delicate beginning and then it just like kind of smacks you around the face. Yeah. And Let's that's exactly it. what we're going for. Let's do it. All right, so from DeLuca, we have the track Stranger Than Fiction.
<laughs> I better get downstairs and eat some food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that a hunger? Oh, is that what we're hearing? Hunger pains? Hunger pains. Could be the name of a new track yeah. by DeLuca. Hunger pains. In the beginning could be. I know that one. <laughs> 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 I, maybe the EP, the next EP. The hungry. Okay, yeah. The hungry. This is what to come you move to the states. You move to LA, and there's no great food, right? Yeah. It's all Although leaves and lettuce. Twigs and, and twigs and leaves. Yeah. It's all Korean barbecue. Right. <laughs> food's slightly better than New York. I like the food. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I think I like like bad. New York is just pizza and steak. Mm. Oh, you can get some good food in New York. It's just too expensive. Depends what your budget is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Do you guys have a favorite place here in LA? Um, We're still um, finding still the kitchen. Mm. I like um, um, finding the kitchen novel. Because yeah. in New York, yeah. you don't yeah. you eat right. out all the time. Yeah. And I like cooking. I like making my own food. No. So I cooked our Christmas turkey. Yesterday, oh, yeah, two days ago, delighted. Christmas turkey on. How was it? It was fantastic. I'm still eating it. I'm a bit sick of it already, but it's good. <laughs> no, it's really good. <laughs> we had a, a present of a Christmas turkey given to us. Me and Steve, we, we live in the same house. And then on Christmas Day, we ended up out at a friend's in Joshua Tree. So we never cooked our turkey. So late than never, we cooked it, cooked nice. it two days ago. Um, all right. So I'm glad you brought up Joshua Tree because mm. when you were out here last week, you told me you spent Christmas with quite a individual and a big you know fun group of people yes indeed. where where where, where did you spend christmas so it was actually the, the probably a different christmas to what i'm normally used to in cold england but i uh, went out to joshua tree to uh ranch rancho de luna yeah uh, with uh dave Catchin. um he runs a place out there it's where they did the desert sections winter stone age etc and we had a fantastic christmas dinner um ham turkey Oh yeah, was it fried at all, or was it just flat out? It was. It was not fried. It nice not spread. Fried. It was a nice. It was a nice spread. And um, Hutch, who um, is an engineer, a lot of the early queens of Stone Age stuff, made the best. Um, what are they called? Deviled eggs. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah they were great. oh my god, some they were spiced good. eggs. Well done nice. to him. Uh, yeah, Christmas in the desert was quite a different one for us, being from England. There's not many uh, deserts. And it's certainly yeah. not somewhere you can go at Christmas. Between, aren't they, in Birmingham? Yeah. It still gets cold though in the desert. I mean, oh yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was tea. actually I mean, genuinely as cold as England. But uh, we did have our whiskey coats on at that point. Anyway. Yeah, we were we were wearing our beer curtains. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whiskey wow. coats and beer Amazing. curtains. I like that. That's good. Um, is that if you were to pick uh, an alcohol for the group, would it be a, a beer? Or would it be something more in the liquor of whiskey? It'd probably be a, a mix of absolutely everything. <laughs> really? I'd say we're a brown liquor band. <clears throat> like yeah, beer is brown, cool. and so is a... Uh, yeah, we don't like to mix the colours. <laughs> 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 that's, that's good. We like to mix the colours. I, I get it. It's I, think, okay. I think we definitely really like Cause Lodge. <laughs> Let's just think about what we can get sponsored with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have some ideas. I have some ideas. <laughs> we'll take it off generic whiskey name here. <laughs> I have a good one for you. <laughs> um, all right. Onward to our next track that we want to highlight. Uh, the track's called Fear Like That. Who wants to take that one? Um, okay, yep. So the next track is Fear Like That. It's a track we also did with Dan the Automator. And we like to call it our alternative Bond song. Alternative Bond. Yeah. I because like Because it has a very Bond-esque vibe and... I don't know, it's, it's a good And track. it's infinitely better than the Adele one. Oh. It's, it's <laughs> better than Skyfall. It's as good. It's as good. No, it, would have been, it wouldn't have been out of place in a Bond 
title sequence. Uh, it wasn't, you know, we didn't start off with that mindset. It's just this kind of like dark, uh, brooding, um, sort of almost like sort of slinky kind of number. But there's lots of sweeping strings and yeah, it's got this nice kind of almost sort of bossa nova groove almost yeah. in there and uh, and yeah, it's it's very sort of emotive and it's it's a good track. Robbie, what does it feel like to play that song live? Good. Is it? Is it? Does is it a standout, or is that more of a? Yeah, it kind of it's a, it's, a, it's a moment in the set where it kind of brings everything down a bit. You know, it's quite a, quite a pulls people in, quite a close song. You know, it's got a nice sort of fat groove to it, which is nice to play on the bass. Am I going to see that at Satellite? You possibly. Ooh, my, Maybe. Uh, it's undecided. I said. Undecided. We we do feel like that, that track's certainly ready for that big stadium moment. Mm. You know. Sounds yeah, good. I, I feel like it's that, that sort of stranger than fiction. Um, the song called Heavyweight and uh, um, feel like that as well. They have this sort of grandeur to them, and we kind of every time we do these sort of like we played like Harvard and Stain, these like smaller sort of pub bar type gigs. That I don't think those those stages are ready for songs that big. We have to hold them back. <laughs> <laughs> when we get a massive, you know, like when we're I love when it. we're doing yeah. stadiums, they'll, they'll you know, they'll I, have their moment. They have their moment, yeah. but these are big songs, you know, yeah. and they're hard it's to come out of small, small like pub-sized PAs. So, of course, of course. Well, I mean, without we, further ado, let's play it. All right, the tracks feel like that by Deluca.
phenomenal. Oh my phenomenal. god, oh absolutely. You can understand what I'm Absolutely, absolutely. Boston over. I mean, stadium is what you're saying. Stadium. Big stadiums. Big, bigger stadiums. They're going to have to build a bigger stadium <laughs> when we, <laughs> to hold that <laughs> tune. You know, it's a big tune. Probably a separate stadium per track. Yeah. Mm. I think you need a sta- stadium, one for the left channel, one for the right. I think so. Yeah. Now that you guys are in LA, do you make it <laughs> off to the beach? Are you, do you make it over to Venice or <laughs> Santa Monica? Or are you more just stuck in East um, Hollywood? We, have we, it. we did do when we were here. Uh, Last last time last it? last mm. yeah we like we have visited LA like driving around and been here to do like sort of film and TV meetings and the sort of glad handing that you have to do and um, we had a couple of days off and we did all drive out it, it, except it clouded over when we was it Zuma, Zuma Beach was so it is it Zuma sure Beach it sounds does that sound like a beach Zuma that's here Zuma yeah, mm. yeah I think we went there yeah, Zuma Beach. me and Robbie braved the Malibu we went we went in yeah we went in. It was a little bit chilly, but yeah, yeah. I think we're just waiting for. Now we live here. Obviously, we're going to wait for the summertime, and I'm sure you'll be able to find the Luco in the speedos and bikinis <laughs> on the beach somewhere. Yeah. I, I, I have to warn you, I wear a very high cut speedo. Nice. Oh God, nice. <laughs> what, the mankini. <laughs> yeah, very high. You see, you see no borats. Yeah, higher, higher. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking. Want to see some pale goths on the beach? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking they're going to be doing this um, this summer session in Malibu, right on the beach, like mm. right across the highway, but like near the beach. That the owners of Sunset Marquee, the hotel, oh, mm-hmm. nice. are going to be doing this Sunday series. And I'm sort of sensing that we're we're this is a foreshadow to Deluca. Is it going to be fun and good times? It, it will be it fun and good times. Like yeah, really what's your message that you're setting for the young children of today? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, Robbie. Naked plexi bass, plexi bass, oh, yeah, God. bullfrog, <laughs> <laughs> bullfrogging your way through. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna arrange the gig for sure if you guys can commit to it's this. A deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. I mean, you just have to go around his house to see that. But <laughs> so the first gig is probably gonna be in May. It'll be on a Sunday, and we'll make sure oh, you guys right. are in town. Yeah. So oh, sounds fun. That's a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> if you decide, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Done deal. Everyone that's listening to the podcast, hopefully it's before May, so you know about this. They'll be posting it on Deluca.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we may be editing this out. So if it's still here. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. I was right. All right. So let's go into the next part of the podcast. Um, I've asked you guys to identify <laughs> a track that's meaningful to you in some aspect of your life, or it could just be a song that you're into currently on the radio. But um, I figure I'd start with Chris. Since he's to my right, what's your song and what's your artist? Um, I've gone with Don't Bring Me Down by ELO. And I was thinking, I I mean, it's a big question to ask, you know, like which track has sort of steered you in one direction or another. But the reason why I picked that one is it made me think like when I was when I was little, my parents didn't have the biggest spectrum of musical taste. You know, my dad had like, four cassettes that we would listen to on repeat on these sort of grim family holidays in <laughs> driving to Wales uh, in a spectacular destination and my mom had even less she had like two tapes and they and one of them was like Roxy Music on, and on the other side Brian Ferry that's pretty good it's pretty good and then there was this uh, compilation that she had and on that compilation was Don't Bring Me Down 
And so I was trying to think, like, as a boy, as like sort of seven, six or seven years old, what songs kind of made me like sort of sit up and like not let music wash over me, but think like, hello, what's what's that like? Hello, and, huh? Hello, hello. <laughs> hello. What is that? And um, that was one of the songs. It's just you know, it starts with a huge, unforgiving, like massive drum beat. It's like structurally, it's a really good song. It's got like hooks for days in it. And you know, there's only there's only been like a few sort of weird songs that, um, w when like I've been growing up, just think like, hello, what what is that? And uh, like another example would be in Team Wolf when he gets on on top of the car, yeah, and starts. Uh, is it like Surfing USA? I remember mm. like that was probably one of the first times I heard that. And then you know they have this like, you know, we don't sound like these these bands, but they do, they go like, oh, what's that guitar? Is that an electric guitar? Was you know. I've never, when you're hearing these things for the first time, they sort of stay with you. And that was like sort of driving around, being like six or seven years old and my mum blasting Don't Bring Me Down was like one of those things that has always stuck with me. It still sounds like cool today. It still sounds fresh to me. Like I would still go for that like big drum sound. And Now you said your mum would blast ELO. Yes. That's pretty cool. You must have a cool mum. Yes, she's very cool. Yeah. She's a closet hippie. There you go. Closet <laughs> Yeah, well, she she you know she make you think that she's all a proper mom, but she's got some hippie ways. <laughs> all right, I think ELO are probably from the coolest part of the world as well. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, they, mm -hmm. it, they're from a, a breeding ground of amazing musicians. Birmingham. <laughs> oh, they're from Birmingham. <laughs> they're from yeah. Birmingham. Look I didn't obviously. I didn't Although pick Jeff it. Jeff Lynn now lives in LA. There you go. So we need to track so we're stalking Jeff Lynn down. We're stalking right, Jeff. Jeff. If yep. you're listening, exactly. <laughs> which Tweet we know ass. you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So without further ado, here's Don't Bring Me Down by Yellow. Good way to kick things off. Ellie, you're next. Okay. Um, my song is actually just a song that I love, and it's called This Is Love by PJ Harvey. And it's just a song that really, for me, is just like a mood changer. I put it on. If I'm in a bad mood, it just makes me feel better. It's just one of those songs. The guitar at the beginning, her voice, it's so immediate. And I just love it. I think it's a great track. Um, it also... That album, Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea, was kind of like a lot based about New York and when she was living there. And I had never been to New York when I was listening to it. 
So I was sort of like imagining it through her songs. And then we went on to live in New York for four years. So it just has a little a little moment for me, which is quite important. Is it quite empowering for <laughs> yeah. women? Yeah, for sure. Because there's like that line of, um, I can't believe life's so complex. Mm-hmm. When I just want to sit here and watch you undress, yep. like, it's like a, a woman just like making a man get naked yeah. while she sits there and enjoy. That's quite empowering, isn't yeah. it? Don't really get that. It's just a great. It's so simple as well. Yeah, it's, it's a just, great lyric. The video is brilliant. It's just her like in a little white suit playing a guitar and like shouting this song, and it's just amazing. I love it. Just makes it. me want to do music. There you and go. Keeps me going basically. That's what keeps this me part wanting of the podcast to do music. Is all about. I love it. All right, so I'm from PJ Harvey, the track, This Is Love. Next, Stevie, what's your track? Okay, my track is NY Excuse by a, a band from Belgium uh, called Solwax. Uh, they're probably not as well known in the States as they probably are in our hometown, especially. They, they always used to come there, but it just sort of, it was one song I remember in the summer that I my friend introduced me to, and as the the other guys in the band will tell you, we used to have a lot of parties at my house, and there was always this song <laughs> playing there. I just remember the the day when Chris and Ellie was like, "There's a label coming to see us at our next show, and they're f- coming coming all the way from New York." And I, I'd, as soon as I heard the word New York, it, it, this song just came into my head. It's like, what a New York excuse! It's like, and I remember like literally a few days later, it was like, "We have to go to New York." I was like, why Why is that even a question? Why would you need an excuse not to go to New York? So <laughs> that just song just rings around my head constantly. Every, every time I just think, like, why would you not want to go to New York? So it's it's just a... It was a foreshadow. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's a great it's a great sort of dance, dancey sort of indie crossover sort of song. Um, and it's influenced me quite, quite massively since I first heard it. So it's a great track. Let's play it. Here you go from Solwax, the track, New York Excuse. Excuse me? 
Robbie. Yeah. Thanks for being patient. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, my track is Kasabian, and it's Shoot the Runner. It's off uh, Empire, their second album. And the reason I thought of this is because I was in your backyard here, and I was playing around with a big chess set. You have a massive chess set, and I was cuddling a queen and king. And there's a line in the track that says, um, I'm your king and you're my queen. And that's, that's something like that. And that's basically <laughs> it. But besides, I haven't heard the track for a while, and neither have you. So Yeah, I haven't either. We talked yeah. about that earlier. It's a good track. It's got a good glam. Yeah. Glam and it's, coincidentally, um, that, that band is like r- literally one of the first bands that we went to see as a band uh, mm-hmm. literally somebody told Chris that there's a band that we need to go and see and literally it was Kasabian and there was literally all well at the time there was just the three of us I don't think you was there was you you, you were busy being drunk busy in the restroom <laughs> but yeah Chris Chris is going on and on about this band he's like oh, I've been told this band is the band to come and see and I remember all three of us were just sitting in the room and we'd like this is this is it's a pivotal moment. It really was, and we were like, "This is what we need to be doing." And mm. so, it's definitely a definitely one for the history books for us, uh, for sure. So phenomenal. All right. Without further ado, we've got Kasabian, the track "Shoot the Runner." of rock inspired that there is an actual photo of him with the king and queen oh I love that it's in there somewhere it's in there somewhere, in there somewhere. we're gonna find that we'll find that picture <laughs> um, alright so we also do a house pick and uh, I was inspired to pick um, a group that also played Lollapalooza this year called Animal Kingdom and they're a p- three piece who are apparently from London definitely from the UK and uh, I just I I was really motivated by wanting to talk about them because they have a great live show and they're just cool lads. I mean, they're they're good dudes and they played the <laughs> Apple Store when they were in town. And uh, the track that I'm totally hip with is uh, Get Away With It. It's off their album, The Looking Away, which came out in May of this past year. And uh, there you have it. From Animal Kingdom, the track, Get Away With It. Anything we 
So we are back at the House of Rock with DeLuca, planning the takeover of the United States this year, where it all begins, of course, here at the House of Rock, right? Absolutely. We're going to come back here, and the message will be, let's rock the House of Rock. Fun and good times. (laughs) Fun and good times. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For all those still tuned in, go to DeLuca.com. That's D-E-L-U-K-A.com. Uh, they are always on Facebook, and I think the best thing though is just send them to the main site, and then they can click. Yeah, to they can get all the social yeah, media and absolutely. YouTube. And you guys are obviously planning a, a massive 2013 mm-hmm. writing, writing, yeah. yeah, finishing writing, getting it all recorded, going out on tour. That's the plan. Uh, plans for a tour? You guys have the month yet? Or are you still busy recording? Uh, we're still finalizing writing. Actually, we're like not even in the recording. We've recorded like bits and pieces, but. It's still, you know, it's still got to be like, that's the, that's the program of music. And then, you know, hopefully tours, festivals, stuff like that. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Thanks, you guys, for coming out to the house. Thanks for having, Thanks us. For having cool. us. Absolutely. Having we'll us see toys. you soon. Yeah, yeah, well, you guys, this is not the last. This is a weekly thing, not. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. We've already invited you for Thursday.